I'm Sam, your internet sesh buddy, and this is Girl Sesh. Um, welcome back if you've already listened to me, and hi if you're new. Um, today's topic that I want to talk about is how I think the moon landing is fake. Before we get into it, you guys already know we're going to have to smoke. So I'm going in today with as always, happy. So let's go ahead and open this up. How have you guys been doing? What did you guys do this week? Um, I've been looking at your guys' like requests about like what you guys want me to talk about. And I was actually surprised because I had a lot of people comment that they wanted me to do like conspiracy theories or stuff like that. And I was like, oh yeah, I should just start already. Like, what am I waiting for? So I decided to do well the moon landing. Um, I I think it's fake. And it's funny because like at first you're kind of, sorry, this is taking forever to open. Um, at first I was like, dude, why would it be fake? But after a while I was like, low key, what if it is? So I will be digging into that for you guys. And you guys could decide whether or not you guys believe in it too. Um, give me uh, one second technical difficulties here this bitch was not opening for the life of me but now i got it open so now it is time to smoke um i would show you guys what it looks like but i've shown you guys a billion times so i'm just gonna go ahead and spark it now we're smoking um yeah i don't know if you guys seen but my nails so bomb right um i went to a girl that i found on instagram um her at is love nails i think and um if not i'll probably tag it or something but dude so bomb like i literally love these nails and her setup so cute dude like so fucking cute and she actually put me on to um, love and hip hop. And it's funny, okay, because I'm a little late to the party, right? Because I've never watched love and hip hop before until obviously I went and I got my nails done. And she had it playing and I was like, oh, I was like, I've never watched this before. But it was like so interesting. I was like, I'm going to go home and watch this shit. And I sure enough did. And now I'm literally binge watching it and I love it. And um, yeah, I so I've been watching that. Um, my boyfriend and I recently just started watching the Mayans like literally last night. Um. And we're a few episodes in already, like, <coughs> we love binge-watching shows. Um, so, yeah, those are the two shows that I'm on right now. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I'm trying to catch you guys up on. thumbnail if you're watching you guys see that i kind of changed the background a bit um i'm kind of just trying to figure out what's i don't know what works for me um obviously when i first started i had just the pink silk background (sighs) 
which was cool and all, but I would have to store it away. I would have to break everything down once once I was done filming. I couldn't really store it where it wouldn't be folded, kind of, I would say. And so every time I would film, I would have to like throw it in the dryer and kind of like get all the wrinkles out. And then I would have to set it up. And then it was just, it was a bitch to be honest. Like it was just too much. And I low key didn't like the way it looked sometimes. Um, I originally wanted to do like a pink furry wall, but when I went to go get the the backdrop they were like completely sold out of like the length I guess you would say um so I couldn't do that obviously it just didn't hit right I obviously changed it up a bit um I am now sitting down uh I have a little if you guys are listening <laughs> I have like a little high life led light kind of blinking and then I have a little purple light behind me and yeah I'm just sitting in a little black chair um I think I might change the chair I'm not sure yet I do like this one because it's like holding my back up and I'm always like slouching so it's kind of helping um but I don't know maybe I want to go for like a bean bag or something I think that'd be kind of cute like sitting down but then I don't know how that look. I don't know. Maybe the chair is fine. I'm overthinking it. Let's just continue smoking. Oh my god, I talked too much and it it went out. I have to relight it. Let's continue. I'm also trying to be a ring girl. I love the way girls like wear a bunch of rings. I think it looks so pretty on hands. Um but I'm not really sure how to like style them to be honest with you. I kind of just bought some and I kind of just threw them on. Um, I don't think there's any rules to it, but I don't know. I'm just going to kill this. I will see you guys back when I am high. Hi, I'm back. I will be talking about how I think the moon landing was a hoax. And I know you guys are going to call me crazy. And you guys are going to call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't care. And I, I was going somewhere with this. Hold on. I don't care. And I love questioning things. So that's how I got to this conclusion. Kind of. Anyways, I'm just going to go into it because I can't really explain myself really. Let's just start off on how the moon landing kind of came about. And then we'll jump into reasonings why it could be a, ho a hoax. So I wrote them down. So let me get my little notepad. It first started in October 4th, 1957. The first artificial satellite, uh, Sputnik 1, launched into space by Russia. The U.S. launched several of their own, both hoped to be the first to send human into space. The spring of 1958, <clears throat> President Dwight Eisenhower sent draft legislation to Congress to establish NASA. The, yeah, the NASA. Um, the NASA now, the one that we have, you know, 
the ones with the rocket ships and stuff. Yeah, NASA. Um, and they passed it, obviously. October 1st, 1958, NASA opened up. And the administrator for NASA at the time was Administrator T. Keith Glennon. And a little side note to add into that, T. Keith Glennon, by the way, he worked for Paramount Studios at one point directing movies, shit like that. So just keep that in mind, just real quick. Keep it in mind. It's going to come up later on, but you'll remember it, and I'll bring it up again. So just keep that. So then moving on, later down in April 12, 1961, Russia had a man named Yuri Gagarin. He did an orbit. So Russia had, you know, a one-up on us, basically, on the U.S. May 5th, 1961, Alan Shepard became the first human American in space. He went into a Mercury spacecraft named Freedom 7, like, up, and then he just came back down. They said that the whole total of, like, you know, going up and coming back down was a total of 15 minutes. 15 minutes. May 25th, 1961, President John F. Kennedy he issued a challenge to NASA basically saying, like, in 10 years or less, like, I want one of us to be up in the moon. Like, I want to do it first before Russia because we got to one-up them. They're beating us right now, and that doesn't look good on us. In January 27, 1967, at Cape Kennedy was the first Apollo crew consisting of Virgil Grissom, Edward White, Roger Chaffee, people that I just named right now, they're the first group of people to be into like the Apollo. They were testing their rockets before they went to go do it for real. During one of the testings, they actually ended up all dying. And that was the first crew and it was just on practice. It wasn't even when they got sent up to space. It was during practice. They just, it just completely blew up. They ended up suspending flights for 20 months they basically said like okay no we're not sending anyone up into space anymore like it's not allowed it wasn't until long after in october 11th 1968 at cape kennedy again apollo 7 launched and they completed their first apollo mission um to do a low orbit around earth so you know they did that december 21st 1968 um, Apollo 8 launched their first lunar orbital mission to the far side of the moon. After Apollo 8 and 10 launched, it kind of showed like, okay, hey, maybe we do have a chance of going to the moon, landing there, and coming back to Earth. Skip all the way to July 20th, 1969 was when, ta-da, Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. Um, and that was Apollo 11, which consisted of Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins and Buzz Aldrin. They landed in their little space thing called the Eagle. You know, the Eagle has landed. Yeah, that. When the Eagle was landing, it was said that it was super risky because they only had about 20 seconds of landing fuel in their tank. So, like, it was kind of like a, oh, fuck, we got to do something fast. Keep that in mind. So, that was just, like, a quick little how it came about or whatever, right? I did have some solid reasons on why I didn't believe it but I forgot I feel like every time I get like put on a spot about a question my mind kind of goes blank and when I was kind of like coming up with this my mind blinked out and I was like wait 
I don't even remember why I don't believe it. And that's not very convincing, is it? So I actually have this website I came across that would actually kind of help. So I'm going to read from it. And it's basically 10 reasons the moon landings can be a hoax, saying what people have said, and they kind of debunk it. And I'm just kind of going to read off of it and see if I end up agreeing with it. And maybe at the end, I could probably be like, okay, maybe it is real. And I was crazy to begin with. So I'm just going to read this off to you, and then I'm going to speak after. Conspiracy theorists have pointed out that when the first moon landing was shown on live television, viewers could clearly see the American flag waving and fluttering as Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin planted it. Photos of the landing also seem to show rippling in a breeze. The obvious problem here is that there's no air in the moon's atmosphere and therefore no wind to cause the flag to blow. Countless explanations have been put forward to disprove this phenomenon as anything unusual. NASA claimed that the flag was stored in a thin tube and the rippled effect was caused by it being unfurled and being planted after. Other explanations involve the ripples caused by the reaction force of the astronauts touching the aluminum pole, which is shown to shake in the video footage. I'm thinking, okay, they do got a point because how is the flag waving? Because see, I heard that, okay, this is the flag, right? So right here, this finger is a metal pole. And right here is the aluminum pole, whatever. Maybe it's the same material. I don't know. <laughs> but basically two poles, right? So they're saying, how is this flag right here, this loose little area, moving if there's no wind? And if they did just jam it in, why would it be rippling? You get what I mean? So maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. It kind of sounds a little crazy saying it out loud. I was pretty confident in the beginning and y'all are just gonna learn with me. Number nine is the lack of the impact crater. The claim goes as follows. Had NASA really landed us on the moon, there'd be a blast crater underneath the lunar module to mark its landing. From any footage of the landings, there is no crater visible almost as though the module was simply placed there. The surface of the moon is covered in fine lunar dust, and even this doesn't seem to have been displaced in photographic evidence. Much like the waving flag theory, however, the lack of impact crater has a slew of potential explanations. Um, NASA maintains that the module requires significantly less thrust in the low gravity conditions than it would have done on Earth. The surface of the moon itself is a solid rock, so a blast crater probably wouldn't be feasible anyway in the same way that an aeroplane doesn't leave a crater when it touches down on a concrete airstrip. Um, I kind of feel like that's bullshit. <laughs> Maybe you guys are like, no, Sam, that makes sense. If you look at a lot of the photos, you do see that it looks like nothing was even touched. Um, I guess they did say, you know, like when an airplane lands on, you know, a concrete strip, it's not going to be messed up. And I guess that kind of does make sense. But ugh, how do I explain this? How are the astronaut boots able to step into the moon and leave a moon print? But this module spacecraft shit just comes down crazy as hell um, and leaves no marks or no type of dust or nothing but it could get the boot that's kind of weird right 
or am I wrong? And it just don't make sense at all. <laughs> Number eight is multiple light sources. On the moon, there's only one strong light source, the sun. Uh, so it's fair to suggest that all shadows should run parallel to one another. That was not the case during the moon landing. Videos and photographies clearly show that the shadows fall in different directions. Um, conspiracy theorists suggest this must mean multiple light sources are present, suggesting that the landing photos were taken on a film set. And quick little disclaimer that conspiracy theorists think that it was filmed on a film set. And the administrator, T. Keith Glennon, who was the first administrator, NASA first opened up, he was, you know, the head guy, him. Remember I said there was a time and point where he worked at Paramount Studios. Filming! Like, come on. And he worked at another studio. I don't remember the name. That adds a little to it, does it not? Like, who would have known? I would have never known, actually, unless I didn't research him. And when I did, I just so happened to be like, hmm, I kind of want to see, like, how he grew up. And so I was reading on to it, and that's when I found out that he worked at them before. Which is kind of fishy, is it not? Or does that not matter? I don't know. Maybe it don't, but I think it is. Um, NASA has attempted to blame uneven landscape on the strange shadows with subtle bumps and hills on the moon's surface, causing the discrepancies. This explanation has been tossed out the window by some theorists. How could hills cause such large angular difference? I don't know how to explain it. Just look at the pictures. It looks like it is getting lit by multiple, you know, light fixtures just keep going number seven is the van allen radiation belt in order to reach the moon astronauts had to pass through what is known as the van allen radiation belt conspiracy theorists contend that the sheer levels of radiation would have cooked the astronauts en route to the moon despite the layers of aluminum coating the interior and exterior of the spaceship NASA have countered this argument by emphasizing the short amount of time it took the astronauts to traverse the belt, meaning they only received very small doses amount of radiation. Um, and I think I want to look into that because, like, how fast did they go through this for it not to basically, like, have any damage? Like, how much radiation? I want to know how well was their aluminum to go through this radiation because see if the moon landing was fake right then they wouldn't have been able to go through this and that's why it adds on to like why it would be a reason um that they didn't go and they just said they went to just so basically they could one up Russia and be like, yeah, we went already done. Number six is an unexplained object. It's just a picture of an astronaut. It's basically like a picture into his helmet and it's like reflecting back off so you could see like who's taking the picture and whatnot. Some type of rope hanging behind him or a wire. I don't know how much I believe that. I don't know what it could be. It literally could be anything. Maybe it's a floating drone or something. I'm not sure how much I believe that one. Only because like I said, I don't know what it could be. Number four is lack of stars. All the pictures, there's like no stars. None. One compelling argument for the moon landing hoax 
is the total lack of stars in any of the photographic video evidence they have of obviously the moon landing. Um, there's no clouds on the moon, so stars are perpetually visible and significantly brighter than what we see through the filter of Earth's atmosphere. And the argument here is that NASA would have found it impossible to map out the exact location of all the stars for the hoax without being rumbled and therefore left them without left them out intentionally falling back and falling back on an excuse that the quality of the photograph washes out the stars. Um that they actually did give that. NASA really did say like, oh, it's because, you know, the quality of the picture washes out the stars. So that's why you can't really see them. Um, some photographs are high quality. However, still no stars are seen. Does it make sense that the sun is so bright, it kind of washes out? Because I don't know. I don't know anything about space, right? But do they know anything about space? Like, I don't know. The next one is the sea rock. There's some pictures that a rock is in and on the rock is a big perfect sea. Basically they're saying like it was shot in a studio, a film set, because on film set I guess props are label they said that it could be probably dust or hair on the camera lens this was the top one it's called the duplicate backdrop there's a picture one set of the picture is like these little mountains bunch of like rocks on the bottom right and the second picture is the mountains again but it's clear like there's no rocks it's just a whole bunch of like bunch of tire marks basically and the third picture, both backgrounds combined together and they match perfectly because it's the same mountain. Despite being officially listed by NASA, having been taken miles apart. So NASA says those pictures aren't even taken close together. But what are the odds that they shaped up exactly the same? I guess maybe you could argue with this is that, you know, like when there's a big mountain, I guess. Um, and if you go on this side and take a picture, it's, I don't know, say a circle. And then if you come on this side and take a picture, it's still a circle because it's you're still, you know, going around the same area. So I guess maybe you could argue that. I didn't think of that before. It does seem a little fishy. It does seem just a tiny bit fishy. Yeah, I feel like we should be able to go back. I don't know if it's fake or not. I'm not like, I 100% completely believe it was fake, but I'm not 100% like, yeah, I believe we actually went. I'm a little iffy about it because there's a lot of things that don't add up and that's for yourself to think of. You could be like, Sam, you're crazy, but thanks for giving me a show. That's it for today's episode. If you want to hear any more of my crazy conspiracy theories, you could go ahead and let me know. Again, thank you for watching Girl Sesh. I'm Sam, your internet sesh buddy. I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye!